Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. Well, this is this is not good. We thought this was the last stronghold. What does this mean? Got, got any magic in you, Bahamut? How you doing here, buddy? In an instant, the spiraling energy, as if drawn from the center of the group, pulls quickly in, and the group is gone. I thought you might not come back, but you but you're back and and Flint's Flint's still out. And she's shaking you. They don't let them out from the sounds of it, correct? No. I mean that was that was what we were led to believe. Well, they take them out, but only to exterminate or destroy them. We have another party out trying to recover a, a, a relic of supposed teleportation. If we have a god who can harness that power, there's no stopping us from being able to move through not only space, but maybe time. If it was, in fact, Varanox and Lipsinki that you saw, they will be on the lookout for anything out of the ordinary. Well, they did see us disappear in a giant flash of magic, so... And appear in one. Well, then it might not be long before they... They are able to find us. Debris is thrown, and people scream as they are struck by heavy stone. It comes back to you in a flash of a memory, back to a greenery-filled cave with Flint and Nulara at your side as an adult green dragon emerges from the watery cave and roars before you. Staring through at you is an undead Kuth. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your dungeon master, Russ Moore. He, him, also with me today is Tom Laird. He, him, and I'm playing Telgear Heavyfoot, a mountain dwarf paladin, who also goes by he, him. And Carla Maxted. She, her, I'm playing Yenbol Nuri, a Kalishtar cleric, also she, her. And Amy Moore. Yeah, she, her, and I play Thea Amastasia, a high elf druid, uh, also she, her. Well, it's lovely to have you all here with me, even though I sprung a dragon on you. Is it, Russ? Is it? Is it? I was like, hey. Do you actually hate us? No, why would I Maybe. hate you? I love you all. That's why I ask myself all the time, why would Russ hate us? What, what We've been friends for so long. Why is he doing this to us? Yeah, no. Why is there an undead dragon trying to kill well, us all? Oh, it's the darkest timeline. If there wasn't an undead dragon trying to kill you, what are we even doing here? Is everything okay in our marriage? Are you Is this? Are you projecting something? Because <laughs> we can talk about it. You don't need to put it in the, in the game. This episode is just working through Russ's deep-seated issues with each and every one of you 
for no, there's no, okay. I can't. I mean, honestly, Perfect, yeah. I might prefer that yeah. to dying by dragon. Again? Again. <laughs> That's true. This is not Carla's first rodeo Look, with a dragon. I figure, you know, if you can separate yourself from the character, I'll just for a minute mm-hmm. put yourself in. Y- Yemble hasn't even seen a dragon. It's true. Maybe. I, I don't know. Yemble's Maybe past. Has, I don't know. I mean, pretty worldly I feel like it's true. Yeah, She's yeah, she probably has seen one, but. Yeah, I mean, you see Donnie. I don't I know mean, that that's she's fought one. A dragon. Basically. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get some turns. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Nope, I'm going to go save the kids. All right. Mm. <laughs> Do you remember in the preamble to the last episode where Russ was like, hey, guys, we might do this differently if we, like, get into combat the huh. whole time. He's sitting there with a fucking undead dragon in his back pocket. So. <laughs> Just, I can't Outside wait to popcorn this thing. When do it's I drop it? When do I? Now, I knew it was going to come at the end. That's, well, of course, that's the hook. Yeah, that's the hook. For the next step. Keeps you, it kept you coming back for more over here. And where we keep you coming back for more is in our other show over on Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast, where we play just fun goofs and guffaws. Tom tries to make it serious sometimes, but then we're like, yeah, sometimes. but what about the downtown office and bees? I mean, usually I just roll with whatever shenanigans you guys want to get up to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Yeah, we have a lot of fun. It's mostly derailment, not a lot of railroading. I feel like Tom's just like that best babysitter. You know the one. (laughs) Yes. The one that lets you do whatever is like Mm -hmm. really awesome, very forgiving, and just really willing to go with it. Yeah, and that's why you keep being like, oh, bring, bring that one back. Bring that babysitter back. Bring Tom back. I want to see Tom. No, it's not Tom's time yet. We have to drop an oh, undead boy. dragon oh, on that? you. Oh. Yeah, who's that? Bat- right, it's well. Batman. What? You have to drop oh, an okay. undead dragon on you. Did- look, don't look at the face. Batman you have to drop an undead a- dragon on you. Batman have a little bit no, of a Russ, stroke? You're, you're doing Batman wrong. It's just the top half of the face. <laughs> right. All right. I'm Batman. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, where I was going with that is you also get an episode, de- de- episode dedicated to you when you're a you patron. You get an episode dedicated to you? Episode? Yep. All right. Mocha Mokamo. Mocha Mokamo. Mocha Mokamo. That's right. This is your episode, Mocha. I'm loving it. Thank you, Mocha. Thank you. Let's hope it's not the one where we die. That's right. You don't want that one dedicated (laughs) to you. this is episode 98. I can't kill you on 98. I got to kill you on 100. Really? Well, let's make a note of that, guys. We'll forget. (laughs) I make a lot of notes that I never once look at again. I never make any notes because I caught on that I'll never look at them again. Yeah. Well, that's how we're here. Patreon.com slash dumb dragon cast. Fuck it, let's play. You said that like by me not taking notes, now we're fighting an undead now dragon. We're in the darkest timeline. <laughs> yeah. I mean We you know just it's said Leosin's you... bad filing skills that got us here. Don't try that to pull this off on me. That was a downtime thing. <laughs> this was. is this was in episode. It counts more. Okay. <laughs> boom, crash. The sound of my heart, the beat goes on and on and on and on. Boom, crash. Is Fifi Dobson Canadian? Yeah. Yes. Nice. There's our Nailed it. We did it. Little 30% Canadian music for you. Although? Although? I thought that was a different artist that sang that song. Yeah, I think it is. Oh, is it? Sorry. It's Charlie XCX. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Boom clap. Yeah, oh. boom clap. And I think that person is British? I believe so. Well, we said boom crash. Yeah. I, so I always thought it was boom crash. I've been singing it wrong this whole time. Definite boom clap. Yeah. It's a definite boom clap. Yeah. So it's a definite boom clap. <laughs> Patreon.com slash dumb dragon cast. Fuck it, let's play. <laughs> and there's your episode recap. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> 
I mean, there was a lot of heartfelt stuff too, but mostly there's mm-hmm. a dragon staring down. Leosin is standing beside you. We have to get everybody to the vessel now. Can you hold them long enough that we can get moving? Yeah, yeah, we gotta... Do we leave a note or something for the crew coming back? Do they know where to go? Oh, shit. Um, y- yes, we'll leave them a message. It will trigger when they when they come back, and it will it will tell them where we went. And hopefully they have what we need and can meet us there. Okay, get out of here. We got this. He follows behind a group uh, who, are, who are madly trying to move Flint and Grancis and Bahamut from the next room and get them down the hallway. He is pushing past, you know, doing that wading through a crowd going in the opposite direction as you uh, to get to the front by Tolgear. And I'm hoping there's more than one exit from these tunnels. I mean, it is the sewers, so you would think so. Um, everybody appears to be running in the very opposite direction, so more where you are or were. I, I, we didn't specify mm-hmm. exactly where you were. I kind of alluded to the fact that you might have come up front, um, but you could still be back with the kids if you want to be. But yeah, there is an exit further to the back um, that has been unobstructed as of this moment, anyways. Yeah, I think that uh, Yenbull will maybe spend a moment kind of like making sure, you know, putting on tiny backpacks and just making, getting everybody out. Tying some yeah. shoes. Cutting the crusts off sandwiches extra fast. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then she will go towards the danger, which she doesn't even know what it is yet. Like it's the, it, what I picture is like the panicked, like single shot, like moving through this extended zone, like from the dragon where Tulgir and Thea are pushing towards and Leosin running away, following him, moving down, seeing all of these people like picking up stretchers with their wounded and carrying them to the back and everybody else kind of swarming and funneling down in as we see Yenbull at the back, who we then follow back towards this dragon. Roll for initiative. Seven. Eighteen. Twenty-seven. Wowzer. Well, good. This is nat 20. Um, okay, so in initiative, uh, do you guys want Flamikins with you, or do you want her to go back to the vessel? Well, if she, if well she's, the she's, the one, she's the captain of the vessel, right? Vessel. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd like to have her, because she can do some cool shit, but okay. realistically, she should probably be leading the escape party if she's the only one that can do it. Okay. Boop, uh, boop, 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 boop. Change of rules. We're going to try what's called Popcorn Initiative. This is, we've got like cool music underneath this. All right, everybody's dancing, everybody's grooving. It's a great time. Uh, in Popcorn Initiative. You've hit the start menu and you've gone to the help section and now Russ is telling you all about this new initiative. That's right. We found it because uh, Michael Howie in one of the discords was like, hey, have you heard about this? I was like, no, but it sounds pretty cool. So we're going to try it. So we roll initiative as per usual, but the highest goes first. That's normal so far. <laughs> Following me, okay. still the same. Yep. After that, that person gets to pick who goes next. It doesn't matter who rolled best next. So there can be some strategy involved. You can front load and try and get as much damage in as possible, but know that if the group of bad guys grows, that they're going to also get a big deluge of damage down at the bottom. So you can talk in character and try and find out who's got what, you know. Uh, set people up for cool things. If you want to set up, like, you know, it's just a ramp that you can, you know, build a ramp that, that somebody can run off of and do something cool. You can set that up now. Look at this popcorn initiative thing. If we find a rule that we've messed up because of this, we'll cut back in with one of these cool help menu things. Okay, back to the episode. 
just is, is it, so it's just the undead dragon. There's no nothing else with it. All you see right now is a big couth head sticking into this. So that's all you see right now. Okay. But it's like it's yeah, like this massive dragon is like obstructing basically the entire view of what could be beyond it, which you know to be sewer from your recent memories. Okay. Um, and it seems like it's focused on us, like it's not looking to go after the people who are running away. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty like bottlenecked venue that you're in. So in order to get to anybody else, it would have to get past you. So it is staring you down. All right. Well, that will uh, that will affect what I'm going to do here with my turn, All right. which is I'm going to run forward and attack the fucking dead dragon head. All right. Uh, with my battle axe, here we go. Uh, first one is a 22 to hit. Okay, 22 hits. Second one will be a 19 to hit. 19 also hits. Oh, all right. I was not expecting the 19 to hit, to be perfectly honest with you. Ooh, that's a max damage. That's 17. Uh, second one was not max damage, so that's a 9 to go with that 17. So 26 Slashing damage. 26 slashing damage. Is that a magical or non-magical weapon did we decide? Uh, it is a plus three weapon, so it is magic. All right. 26 magical slashing damage. Love it. And I do believe the dragon would respond to that immediately and go next. Okay. It's going to use its frightful presence. Uh, so each creature with, of the dragon's choice within 120 feet of the dragon must... So basically all of you and everybody beyond it must succeed on a DC 16 wisdom saving throw or become frightened for one minute. Hope everyone's got good whiz bonuses. I <laughs> fucking do. I have to shit the bed real hard to mess this up. <laughs> Watch me. <laughs> yep, there it is. Yep. No. Yeah, I fucking rolled a three. I got an 11 bonus on wisdom. An 11, y'all. Uh, I'm going to use a lucky point because... I mean, I mean, if you don't use it now, when? Yeah, I can't yep. spend the rest of this turn being frightened from this fucking thing. <laughs> I'm gonna go save the kids. Okay, that's that's better. That's better. Uh, twenty-eight. Okay, twenty-eight. Uh, sorry, Yembol. Twenty-six. Okay, and Tall Gear. Twenty-one. All right, and that's everybody. So you're all unafraid, and you are immune to the dragon's frightful presence for the next twenty-four hours. Excellent. Dope. But it's also going to make three attacks. That sounds more like a dragon. <laughs> um, how I picture it is, is its claws are trapped, so it can't actually use its claws. So I'm going to use a um, a bite until it can like break more stone and get in. Um, so that's going to be a 27 to hit. 13 plus 6 is 19 plus 19 piercing damage. Is that all of us? Uh, no, just on Tulgear. Perfect. Um, plus seven poison damage. All right, I'm resistant to poison damage, so I will take... That's a lie. I forgot it's undead. All of that is necrotic damage. Okay. 24 necrotic damage. That's all the dragon can do right now. Oh, also, Russ, I'm amused to be, uh, immune to being frightened. You're and amused amused. It, and amused. So amused. amused by it, because he's so amused. You think but you're pretty scary? I laugh at the face of your frightening. Only did I not pee my pants, I laugh at you. That's right. Okay, Thea is going to cast Fairy Fire okay. on this bitch. Okay. Uh, so, uh, deck save. Uh, 13. 
No. So any attack roll against the affected creature has advantage, uh, and it can't be invisible. Uh, so Thea puts her hands out, and um, a purple glow emits from it uh, and surrounds the dragon. A yen bull, get him! Get him! I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Watch, <laughs> watch me. Watch me. Yenbull is going to approach the dragon. I'm picturing it like its feet are in, but like... Like kind of like pulling like apart the wall. Like its head is over. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I need to touch the dragon to do this, but I'm going to. I'm going to cast Inflict Wounds at ninth level. All right. So let's see how Inflict that works. Inflict those wounds. Is there any save on that one, or it's, that's a that's a? Uh, no, it's an attack. It's just a melee okay. attack. Uh, plus nine should be easy math because it's almost like plus ten, so it's twenty four. Twenty four will hit. Great, because I hate you. Wait, you can roll again and maybe get an uh, maybe get a a nat twenty. Oh yeah, you get advantage because yeah. of fairy fire. Oh, okay. I mean, you might, you might as, well. as well. Maybe you'll get to double up that uh, awesome. I uh, know that was worse. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Never mind. But thank you. That was a 16. That is going to be 11d10. Nice. At ninth level, hey? Mm-hmm. Burn those spell slots, baby. If you're not going to burn them fighting a dragon, when are you going to burn mean, them? Yeah, undead dragon, let's do it. 85. Yeah. When 85. I just saw that pop up on my screen, Ooh. I was like, <gasps> <gasps> oh my God. Okay. Um, so what, is, what does 85 inflicting wounds damage look like? On a dragon that's already falling apart. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. So I touch it as distantly as I can and sort of close my eyes and concentrate. And you do see just more deterioration and just like bits are coming off because this thing is already not doing great, so those uh, aforementioned uh, black rotten guts maybe are probably starting to fall out. Yeah. Skin is falling off, like he's just getting more skeletal. Like that's a that's a huge hit. And now undead things they don't feel pain, but um, causes this dragon to recoil um, and like pulls its neck and head back out and up street level. And you hear its wings flap and like smack the ground and it lifts up into the air. And as you watch it go, you see, no, you hear coming in behind it first, this like droning humming sound. And then this stench hits you. As you see this huge, like as the same size as the dragon before you, like, prying its way, a zombie made of more zombies. Gross. Gross. So it's like a rat king, but it's a zombie zombie? Exactly. Okay. It's a zombie. Uh, In the book, it's called a zombie clot. That's disgusting. Gross. (laughs) That is horrible. That's a bad word and a bad thing. Um, But it has entered combat. Yenbull. It, it because it came in kind of at the end, it's not in the original initiative, so you could choose to go again first, or you can pick something or someone else. But it has come in like it is right there. I feel yeah, like, like it would go next. Like they were like, ha ha. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I don't want that to happen, but they're going to go sometime, and 
If you've just landed, yep. your dragon's flown off or, like, lifted up a little. Seems like a good time. This thing just propels itself smoothly, like, unnaturally smoothly down this sewer. And you see, like, bodies and parts writhing amongst this this figure that's coming towards you. And as it gets within ten feet of you, Yembol, this deathly stench washes over you. Make a constitution... Actually, and Tulgir would be that close, too, because you were in melee as well. Make a constitution saving throw. Is this disease by uh, chance? It's poison. Please. Right, well, I'm resistant to that. Okay. I get advantage. Woo. And I need it. <laughs> you say constitution? Yeah. 24. Uh, 14. So you don't take anything. You're not immune to this effect, which would be poison damage, but also something else. So, but you're not immune to it. But it could happen again. The arm, I guess you could say, that comes close to you recoils and outshoots this mound of rotted flesh towards you, Yenbol. Mm-hmm. Uh, make a strength saving throw, DC 16, please, as this detached clump. 13? Lands on top of you, and you're going to take 3d10 bludgeoning damage. Blah. And hmm? become entombed in dead flesh. Yeah. Luckily, I rolled poorly, so that's 12 bludgeoning damage, but a creature entombed in dead flesh is restrained, has total cover against attacks and other effects outside the dead flesh, and takes... Uh, 3d6 necrotic damage at the start of each of its turns. The creature can be freed from the dead flesh if the dead flesh is destroyed. It has an AC and hit points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's on top of you. Every, uh, Talgir and Thea, you see this dead flesh fly off and like just engulf around Yembol, who's now underneath it. It's going to choose Kuth to go next. I thought he flew away. Yeah, he's still in combat. Oh, um, you look and you see him. He, he lifted himself up in the air. And you feel like the the propulsion of his wings as he soars past and you hear him land further down on the street. And he's going to hit with his tail onto the ground. He doesn't need to hit the ground. The ground just is. The ground doesn't have like a base AC of 12? Yeah, no. Funny. Um, No, uh, the tail... Every time I fall on the ground, do I deal damage to the ground? Yeah, as a matter of fact, you do. That's why there's so many potholes in Edmonton. People just fall on the ground. (laughs) Uh, You hear the tail hit the ground, and then with a second whack, it comes through, and debris falls down into the refuge further down where everybody was trying to flee. They had made it past this point. I'm going to choose Yemble. You're going to go next. Okay, so what can I do? I can't do anything? Uh, You're going to take... Well, first you're going to take 3d6 necrotic damage. Mm -hmm. Let's try to kill you, Carla. I was going to say, can Yenbol delay and I can try to get her out of that tomb of flesh? Um, yeah, I, I haven't had a turn in forever. <laughs> this is, this is, we're trying out this popcorn thing. So you're going to take 14 damage of the... I take that as a no. <laughs> uh, well, it, it's at the start of the turn. So regardless of what you choose to do, um, that happens. Um, I, you can... You're entombed. So you're restrained. So, but if my spell is touch, it's touching me. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. The creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. So you can use attack rolls. They have disadvantage. But if you're using something without an attack, then you can... It's touching you. Yeah. 
Okay, but it's touching me. Yep. Which so means you're touching can, it. Which means I'm touching it. It's, it's stuck not... in the room with me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, then I am going to cast Inflict Wounds again, because most of mine are saves. It's one of my only things that is an attack. So that is 21. Uh, 21 definitely hits, yep. 45 Whew. damage. Yikes. It, the flesh explodes off of you and out into the room. It's charred, hit. Uh, uh, yeah, it's gone. You're good. You're free. I just didn't want to be trapped in gross flesh. Let's get Thea in the mix. Thea is going to turn toward this pile of zombie monster. Put her hands out, and you see a silvery beam of pale light shining down from the sky. This place is burst open, yes? No, never mind. I'm just kidding. I just remembered where I am and what I'm doing. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and the horse you rode All right, in darkest on. Darkest All right. Right. The moon. Fuck everything. Oh, fuck the moon. Whatever. The moon is stupid. <laughs> the purple light of the not moon. That's right. No, 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 no. And tendrils um, shoot off of it in, in this lovely. She, she's night. still gonna put her put her hands out, but uh, at this point, uh, a hail of rock hard ice pounds to the ground in a twenty foot radius, uh, and I make it specifically on this zombie clot, uh, and they must make a dexterity saving throw. Fourteen. Not good enough. So the creature takes 4d8 bludgeoning damage and 4d6 cold damage. Out of curiosity, does your spell also make the ground uh, difficult terrain? Let's see. Hailstones, turn the storm's area of effect into difficult terrain until the end of your next turn. I'm just going to roll them all all at the same time. I'm keeping that one. That one's eight. 27. I guess that doesn't... Do you need the difference between the two? Is that going to make a really big difference? Uh, no, it's fine. All right, 27 and yes. The area is now difficult terrain. And I shout over at Tallgear and I say, careful, it's slippery. If it's slippery for him, it might be time for us to go. D- dare dare we? I'm re- Don't go. Play <laughs> with me. But isn't our way blocked because... Yeah, you've got a dragon on one side and a zombie monster on the other. And the Oh, the way is blocked Yeah, I now. think we're going to have well, to kill one of them. The path is caved in from the dragon. Yeah, so the tail <laughs> crashed in, so debris fell in. You could get through, but there is a dragon right above that hole. Who is currently still affected by fairy fire, and therefore yep. I would have advantage against him. You betcha. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for the dragon. All right. Why don't you just meet me in the middle? I was wondering wow. when we were going to get around to this one. Right, because there are so many songs with the middle it's in true. it. Like, is yep. next time going to be some Jimmy World? Or? I hope so. Mm, maybe. Maybe. I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, God, we need to like do something more with this middle because I'm just running out of like spinning my tires on notes. So <laughs> and na- now Marin Morris rhymes? and rhymes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did. We, we met you in the middle. We're here. We're here. Um, we didn't talk about what we were going to talk about prior to. Uh, no, let's do but, it. No, that's but, just making me losing my mind just a little. But what we have going on over on Patreon is a special new and upgrading patrons. When you sign up for an annual membership, you get two months free. Two months free. What? what? That's one month more than I thought it was. That's how exactly <laughs> double the thought. 
that Amy you guys, had. It's amazing. Whatever Amy thought, double, double it. it. Double that. Generally yeah. speaking, it's probably a safe bet. Um, when people support us on Patreon, not what do they get, but how do they help us? Oh, man. Uh, they fill Their our hearts with leaves. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I froze for a moment. I know whatever you guys. You're doing great. Uh, back to you, Carla. Oh, I was just saying they fill our hearts with glee. Mm-hmm. So yes. they that. got me a new microphone. They got Tom a yeah. new microphone. Equipment upgrades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And my old laptop ain't gonna last forever. And honestly, guys, a lot of boring shit that's really important though, like sure. hosting yeah. and and paying for websites yeah like fees. all this art, stuff our yeah. art commissions Commission art, that's less wonder. boring but yes yeah, absolutely no, that's fine, that. but sound effects libraries that russ can use yep. to make our shit sound way better all of that also and- wonderful connection and community over on our discord yeah i mean that also that, that also is, is for nice. that's for yeah. us and and our yeah. community absolutely so there's lots of amazing things um that help uh, not only dungeons and dragons but our other shows facing fate dm to gm in part um, and any other shows we decide to come up with between now and 2022, who what? knows what'll happen? Okay. What? There'll be a business meeting in there no, somewhere. Okay. I'm sure. Like spinoffs every time. I jest only a little bit. Um, but in the meantime, uh, patreon.com slash dumb dragoncast. And you'll be the first to find out before Tom, Amy and Carla, probably. what new yeah, is coming. Yeah. yeah. Tracks. <laughs> Even if they've been told that you'll probably be the first because they forget. We would love to have you over there. And if we, not if we, we would love to hit 100 patrons by the time we hit uh, 100 episodes. But we don't we don't have to hold it to us. That would just be really cool. But what happens when we do hit 100 patrons? <gasps> oh, my goodness. We get to release the Flamikins Grants episode. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, motherfuckers. We've been talking about this so goddamn long. I hope the hype holds up. <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's Tom, Carla, and I running that game, just yep. running you into, into the, the ground. Into the abyss ground. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, help us get there. We really want the world to experience that. Yeah. How many things can they throw at Russ, but also make him talk to himself because the mm-hmm. NPCs go silent? Uh, well, I mean, that's that's... Most you put time. yourself in that fire. I'm just saying. I did. I did. Hey, I, it was one of those, hey, what ifs? And it happened. But now we want to release it to you because that would be super awesome. Uh, Patreon.com slash Dumb Dragoncast. Love you. Bye. Whoop, whoop. What was that? <laughs> Baby! It's our new audio signature. <laughs> I thought now, the, dumb, now there's the bloopers? It's a Dumb Dragons production. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I mean, it's just, You're like that kid from... From oh, the middle. No, from, from the, the middle. middle, yeah. <laughs> the one who whispers things. How thematic. That's right. Thematic. <laughs> Bringing it all together. Okay, bye, everybody. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Do this. Is he within reach? Yeah, for fun's sake, we'll say he's in reach. I love fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, first attack. Uh, it's not great, so I'll advantage on that bad boy. There we go, that's better. 28. Yes, sir. Uh, second attack is pretty fucking good. Uh, second attack was a 31. Okay, yes. Okay, here we go. Time to hit that tail a few times. 15 slashing damage and 20, uh, 17. So 32 all said and done. Got ahead of myself. I was going to say 27, and I was like, no, it was a 10. 
It was a 10 plus 7, not a 20 plus 7. <laughs> okay, it's going to uh, take a legendary action and attack you with its tail. Uh, it's a 26 to hit. Oh, yeah. Uh, 15 bludgeoning. Okay, well, after, uh, I guess it's back to me again. Uh, you you would have been last in order. It took a legendary action, which is outside of that. Yeah. But you, you could choose you again, or you can call to somebody else. All right, I'm going to choose me again, but then I'm going to tee up Thea to take two actions next time. <laughs> I'll, and I'll do it. Uh, I will just keep uh, hacking away at uh, this undead dragon. Okay. 26, but I'll roll again in case I crit. Nope. Second one is 21. So 26 and 21. Uh, both of those will hit. And I'm going to hit it with uh, Branding Smite at a fifth level. Okay. Uh, so next time I hit a creature with a weapon attack before this spell ends, the weapon gleams with astral radiance as I strike. Uh, attack deals an extra. Let's see here. It'll be 5d6 because I'm casting it at fifth level. Okay. And that's radiant damage to it. So here goes damage and I'll get all the d6s I can to hopefully do it in one roll. Uh, and I'm assuming it will only hit on one of the attacks. I have? I think so. I think it's a triggered on a single attack. Okay. Uh, normal damage was a 14 on the hit, and then radiant damage-wise, 23 radiant damage. Ooh. And then on the second hit, uh, 16 damage. Sweet. All right. And I, I throw, like, the two-finger salute up for Thea to be like... Two times. Two times. <laughs> um... Two a, times, a, cup, a couple things happen during uh, during these attacks. So every time you're, uh, well, I mean, the the damage you're dealing into this dragon is causing like huge chunks of flesh to fall off, like ooze pouring out beneath you, creating difficult terrain beneath your feet. Perfect. Another thing that you notice, and more probably more specifically, you Tulgir, is every time a spell is cast, like this wisp of white aura is drawn towards you and passed towards the spellcaster. I mean, I know it's not a thing to, like, be using magic willy-nilly, but, like, we got a fucking problem. I get it. I'm just telling you what you see. Yeah. I can't be scimitaring an undead dragon. Yeah. It's not gonna cut it. With my one attack. Literally, it's just not gonna cut it. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. We cut to the main group who's running away. We cut to Leosin, and we see Bahamut, who has this white aura about him. We see Grancis and Flint, and we focus more on Flint, and we hear fast footsteps are racing through a very busy street. The sound of heavy armor accompanies them, and we hear Flint scream out, Drencor, I know it's you. I will catch you. You know you can't catch me. You're still wearing all that hot, hot armor. Okay, bye. And he takes a rip down a corner just as you are trying to catch up to him. You turn and you see him just as he connects with Leon and Glory Jim's arm and his clothesline, like, spun around. This small... for Dwarves are normally stout, very hefty individuals. Timus Drencor is not that. He's more halfling-built, 
Um, still a dwarf, long, shaggy beard that gets wrapped around further around Leon and Glory Jam's arm and is like almost pulled back and then thrown to the ground. Says you're getting slow there, Firebeard. <laughs> okay. Uh, first off, the the captain of the city guard uh, uniform here doesn't exactly make for easy breezy running times, but I gotta say, full credit. That was a hell of a clothesline. It helps when he's looking behind him, uh, not to see the arm come out, right? The the best part is, is that, yeah, he was looking back at me, and he turned back just ah. as that arm came out. So I bet you could see the whites of his eyes pretty good when he was surprised by that one. You know what? Let's check the replay. And we hear, like, a quick rewind sound fire up. And it's just right before Drencor uh, hits Leonin's arm, you see his eyes just... Slowly, because it's now in slow motion, we've gone bullet time, look, and the panic sets in as this armored behemoth of a forearm is shoved out in front of him. His jaw, like, crunches in, and the skin pushes back, and the beard, which had been, like, blowing in the wind, is now forward and wrapping around as he's spinning around this arm, and it's going back and forth and back and forth right before he slams into the ground. So you want me to take him back to the uh, to the precinct or you? We can go together. Sure. Be a nice chance to have a little chat as we so we drag him off for yet another stay in the old hotel. Leonin kind of leans down and Timus is he's groaning. Oh, this is, uh, there's got to be brutality there somewhere, but we're not going to touch that because that seems... Uh, a little too on the nose. Handcuffs him and picks him up and brushes him off and says, "You're gonna be all right." Yeah, we'll get you. We'll get you fixed up. So, how's Captain Life treating you as you begin to walk off towards the precinct? You know, it's a lot more work than I thought it would be, but I gotta say, pretty rewarding in the long run. Yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, well, you saw the city guard before I rose up to be captain. It was uh, it was a bit of shit. It was in- yeah. It was it was in shambles. Yeah. To be perfectly honest with you. Well, you're doing a good job. I appreciate the. Uh, uh, not that there was any preferential treatment. I appreciate the moving through the ranks on, on your old pal Glory Gem's side too. You know. Oh, I, I mean, you earned it, bud. It was nothing fishy. You beat everybody out. Come up and be lieutenant. Yeah, I beat everybody out, including me. I don't remember you applying, Timus. You know what I'm talking about. Look, my teeth are never gonna be the same. Oh, you'll be all right. Kind of gives him a shove forward as you move up the steps. Into the precinct. Uh, well, I'll, I'll fill out the paperwork here if you want to take them down. I know it's been a while since you've been down there. It's uh, two lefts and a right. I mean, <laughs> it hasn't been that long. I got it. Two lefts and a right, of course. You take Drenkord down the steps, follow back down, leading towards the cells of this precinct as as Glory Gem moves over to the main desk and, and books them. All right, Timus. Uh, what do you want? Cell three, cell four, your favorite in cell five. What, 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 the, what? What you feeling today? Uh, well, I mean, the 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 air in five is very nice. Like, there's this little draft that comes down from from outside the mountain, and uh, it makes you feel like you're you're outside, living the free the free breeze, living on the free breeze. I mean, yeah, that's, if that's what you want, I'm a pretty I'm a pretty easygoing guy. I'll hook you up with number five. Uh. 
This I won't forget this. I won't forget this, Firebeard. I mean, I think you probably will, ah. but that's okay. Yeah, well, until the next time, I won't forget this. You you treat me right. <clears throat> Not like that glory gem. He's all hands. Well, I mean, in your defense, you were looking the wrong way. You could have seen him coming if you'd had your tent if <laughs> if you'd had your head swiveled around. Well, oh, I guess. Gotta get my head on a swivel. <laughs> you enter the jail cell area. Door swings open. Big heavy door swings open. There are eight cells in here. Um, and you mo- begin moving towards cell five. And out of the corner of your eye, you see in cell three what looks like a dragonborn seated on a stump in the middle of this lush rainforest. You look to it because it's something that shouldn't be there. And as you look, it's gone. There, There is a dragonborn there. Looks like he's had a few too many. And he's kind of just leaned up against the bars. Hey, hey Timus, did you see that? S- see what? In, in cell three. That, that drunkard? Yeah, he, I saw him last night. Maybe he's just sleeping it off? You, you saw him last night? Oh, no, I was referring... Well, okay, it's going to sound really weird. Uh, huh? I swear there was a jungle in there a minute ago. A jungle? Under the mountain? You've lost yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I don't I don't know what to tell you, but guess guess my eyes are playing tricks on me. Desk life has got you soft there, Firebeard. All right, do you want me to tuck me in, or are you going to do it? I mean, you know the drill by now. I'll open the door. You can do the rest. All right, nighty-night, sweet prince. Good night, Timus. We'll see you again real soon, I'm sure. You walk back out, and you take another glance at the dragonborn who's passed out. You hang there for a moment, and then carry on back upstairs to make sure that the paperwork is all filled out. And camera pans back down, and we begin to see that jungle forming before our eyes in a vision. And the camera begins moving quickly, and the sound of footsteps are crunching through this leaves... And we see the back of this dragonborn who's got his... He's looking quickly over his shoulder. This dragonborn is running through the jungle. It's hot. It's muggy. And he's being chased. What's his next move? Oh, God. He kind of stops and he's trying to catch his breath quickly before he he moves. He's, He's looking around for any sign of where he is. He's gotten lost. Like, the path below him is is no longer uh, a path. It's just so overgrown. And he he pulls his his bow and arrow and he notches one just in case something sneaks up on him. And he looks up and there's just like a crack through the canopy where he sees a little bit of movement and recognizes like a carving in part of a tree, which you see just a quick glimpse reminds him of where he is and he books off towards the west. He continues running through the jungle, and as he's going, he's been hearing the sound of leaves getting pushed out of the way and branches breaking behind him and to the side of him and above him, and and he knows he needs to keep moving, and he comes to a fork in the road. There's, there's a path that splits off to the left and a path that splits off to the right, and he hears the noise behind him getting a little bit louder. Uh, he, he doesn't hesitate. He knows that this this path leads uh, to the right, leads back to his camp. He heads to the right. 
as he makes a break to the right, he feels a like an amount of wind kind of go past his the right side of his face and the kind of back of his neck. And just out of the corner of his eye, he sees this like demonic looking monkey flying just past him coming out of the bush to his right. Fucking Wongo. Fuck. He's found me. He looses an arrow towards it. And Wongo lets out a cry. And you're not sure if, if you hit him with the arrow or if he is just offended that you shot at him or what the deal is. But he lets out this cry and you know that you need to get back to camp. Because otherwise, Wongo will get you. Fuck. Wongo's not going to get me. Not, not today. Not Bort. Not Bort. Bort's not going to get by, got by Wongo. He throws his, his bow back on his, uh, on his back. And with even more vigor, he pushes through all of, uh, all of the pain that's setting into his muscles. And he rushes as fast as he can towards his camp. You come stumbling out of the jungle, out of breath. You land on your hands and knees. And you see, well, for a lack of a better term, your tour guide in this jungle. You see Scyther up ahead. And he kind of waves you over and says, what, what's, 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 what's the problem, Wongo, board? Wongo, oh, Wongo, there's a Wongo coming. He's going to get, he's going to get us. We got to go. Well, the, oh, okay. Is it a Wongo or is it Wongo? Because uh, there's only one. Well, then it's only one. It's the Wongo. It's you're, why are we arguing about this? Remember what it is about Wongo. We've been over this. We've been over all nine. Yeah. But it's better to be Wongo's friend than his enemy. Uh, what if? What did you do? What if? To offend Wongo. Well, I mean, I, there was this, uh, there was this altar and, uh, there was, uh, I mean, there was a, there was this cup on, on it. Uh, and I, uh, I was thirsty. So there was a spring beside it and there's, you know, just kind of took a, took a drink from it. Uh-huh. And then, uh, and then heard heard the heard the noise, which gave me a start, and saw him through the trees. And uh, he reaches into his bag and pulls out the cup, and as I I accidentally took the cup. Um, okay. And then yep. that's uh, that's going to be a problem. And then I maybe winged him with an arrow, maybe. Uh, okay. Yep. Not great. Um, and uh, that that be it though. That be it. So I had okay. to drink the cup. To put the cup in the bag, and what what kind of what kind of treats do you have in your bag? What can what can we offer him as a peace offering? I got. I mean, this is the most valuable thing I have right now is this cup. I mean, I, I got some just basic adventuring gear to stay alive out here. Okay. Uh, tell you what. Okay. Uh, we're gonna put the cup down. We're gonna leave it here. Okay. I'm gonna put some of these berries in it because. I don't know if he's going to like them or not, but it's a it's a bit of a peace offering okay. from us to him. And we are going to back away and we're going to head back to the camp and hopefully we're going to leave it there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He puts the cup down and watches, watches Scyther put the put the berries in and they slowly starts backing away further up the further up the path. As as the two of them back away, you see Wongo burst forth from the jungle that that Bort had just come out of and he stops and, and lets out a screech. He he puts his, his his head up to the heavens and he lets out this 
this piercing screech. And as he looks back down, he sees the cup on the ground. And his his demeanor kind of changes immediately. And he kind of walks forward. And he brings his tail around from the side and he picks up the cup with his tail. And he kind of looks towards the two of them. He doesn't nod. But you know there's an understanding between the two of you now. Don't take his shit. And he won't try to kill you. So I probably shouldn't take his shit anymore. I mean, yeah, if you, if you find some... Okay, here's the thing about Chult. And I, I know we've been over this. Yeah. But if you find random bits of treasure... Best to not touch it. Right, right, yeah. Okay. No, so just, you know, we're just going to leave that one. And, uh, okay, we're going to head back to camp. We're going to take it easy from here on in. No more pissing off any of the nine. No more pissing off any of the nine. Hey, what if I pissed off one of more of the nine? I'm going to I'm gonna need some more information, and I hope it's not one of the bad ones. So Thea is going to... Thea does not notice this wispiness. <laughs> Not really. It's kind of coming from behind you, right? So, I mean, roll roll, perce- or roll perception. 20. You would notice that there is an aura every time you're casting something, and every time you, like, when you saw a Yemble cast, uh, you didn't see Tolgear cast. Um, but th- there is a, an aura. You can't explain I, necessarily yeah, I, where I, it's coming from. I assume from. that I would feel that that there's a shift, there's something happening when we're casting. But again, I, I feel the exact same way when, when you are face-to-face with a, a gross zombie made of zombie monster. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. Sure. Um, so I'm going to Eldritch Blast. Uh, a 19? Yeah. Mm, a 12. Nope. Oh, sorry. Well, you're fighting the zombie thing, right? Yeah. yeah 12 hits. Yeah. Sorry, oh, I was going off. and a 13. The, yeah. Damn. Sorry, I was going off the, the dragon still. Fuck yeah, boy. Okay, that's 3d10. That's 18 force damage. Force, damage. force. 18? 18 force damage. Thea, like, puts her hand out all cool, like, and then, like, you know, from nowhere, a liquid fire blade forms in her hand. Um, and it is long and scary looking. You hear uh, from down the hall, Flamekins yell, You could do that the whole time? Probably. Uh, and it's blue, and and uh, and it, it really brightens up the place. Lots sure. of light comes off of this thing. Yeah. Uh, and Thea swings at this zombie, gross thing. Swing. Um, actually, I have to like oh, twelve. Which I, no, plus ten. Fourteen. Fourteen hits. Eleven fire damage. So Yemble and uh, the clot. The clot. I think remain. the clot would retaliate against my, um, okay. you know, blasting and lighting it on fire. Great. We're gonna see if it recharges. It roll me a d6. Yeah, I'd love to. It's a one. Doesn't recharge, <laughs> but it does get two slam attack. Actually, you're. Yeah, it's going to try to move past uh, Yembol. It, it doesn't move past. Like, there are parts of it, and it's moving around Yenbull. So, But one... not very far, because it's rough terrain. Mm-hmm. So slippery. How far were you back? I was very close to it. Okay, then also... I moved maybe 30 feet. Yeah, you're... Because my movement 
Also make a constitution saving throw then as it comes in to slam attack you and Yen Bull. I'd, I'd prefer well, that not was to. A, Thank that you. was a crit fail, so. Yeah. 16. Uh, Yen Bull, you save. Thea, you're going to take nine poison damage. And then slam attacks. First one on Thea is going to be at 27. Second one on Yen Bull is going to be at 11. Uh, 18 bludgeoning damage for Thea. Uh. And then Yen Bull. You are up. So the dragon is like at street level, right? So we are obviously like, we are no longer in the sewer. Yeah. Or we are in the sewer, but things are Yeah, things are cascading in. So you can you could climb up and out. You're engaged with this zombie thing happening mm-hmm. around you, but yes. But I can see the sky. Yes. In all Dope. of its t- Remember, terrifying there's, there's glory. there's no moon. Yeah, it's very <laughs> so dark. everybody knows. Very dark. I guess, yeah, the, the zombie is like on me, so it doesn't really make sense for me to attack the dragon. So I'd like the zombie, zomboid, what did you call it? Clot. Zombie clot. I'd like them to make a dex save. 12. Great. I'm going to call lightning. So a big cloud appears in the sky, and uh, lightning's going to zap him up real good. And it's going to keep zapping them on subsequent turns, unless I lose my concentration. But for now, they'll take 33 uh, lightning damage. Yeah, well. Parts of this thing are falling off, and like the flesh is, you can you can smell the... smell so, so bad. bad. It was so bad to Ooh. begin with, but now it's like burning so bad. Yeah. Like bad hair, burning smell, flesh. It's, oh, it's so bad. But it takes a huge amount of damage, and like parts of it are are falling to the ground and like trying to reach up and claw themselves back towards this main mass. What if we get some dragon nonsense out of the way? Yeah, the rest of smile. I know I don't like that. That smirk. It's always going to be bad. It's At least true. this way yep. we can just all all react back. So you attack the tail. So it pulls its tail out. Uh, tall gear and turns and you see the maw of this dragon open and this black cloud vapor begin to pour out and fills in a 60 foot cone the entire causeway of all of you uh, so please make a constitution saving throw that beat an 18 15 25 9 Google is my friend for 16d6. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, that's not that bad. So, Yemble and Thea are going to take 53 necrotic damage mm-hmm. from its rotting breath. Tulgir, you're going to take half of that. So, what's that? 26? Sounds delightful. I guess when I take damage, that stops my concentration, doesn't it? Uh, you can roll to save against it. You have to beat half the amount of damage, I think. It- You'd have to beat a 26 on your con save using your... Wiz- or using can you your- do that? Using my con save you would, bonus? You would have to do that as well no. for your fairy fire. Uh, Impossible. In, in, in all I only honesty, have a plus three. I think that fairy fire is gone. Okay. I've cast a different spell. Oh, okay. Then so... Yeah, then it dissipates, and uh, yeah, any any lingering spells are gone. Hmm. It roars and shakes the walls. As the roar dies down, you hear 
quick footsteps up on the street. Small, quick footsteps. And you hear a blade cut hard into the dragon. And the head droops for a second and then falls down into the cavern. And dropping down, carrying a double-bladed glowing sword with like flame coming from her nostrils is this copper and bronze and gold and platinum dragonborn who's quickly followed down by a halfling and half-orc. What the fuck? Dungeons and Dragons, Season 2, Episode 98, starring Amy Moore as Thea Amastasia, Carla Maxted as Yen Nuri, Tom Laird as Tulkier Heavyfoot, and Russ Moore as your Dungeon Master. Editing, production, and sound design by Russ Moore. This episode featured music from Epidemic Sound and sound effects from Epidemic Sound, Boom Library, and Sound Ideas. A huge thank you to our supporting producers, Gabriel Lynch, Jessica Babiuk, Kat Waterflame, Stevie, Jacob Madden, Devin Michaels, Christian Brown, Aaron Stevens, Lulahan, and Charlie Warley. To support Dungeons & Dragons and our many other productions and get access to an exclusive podcast called The Adventures Of, bonus episodes, and much more, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast, where when we reach 100 patrons, we'll release an exclusive Grancis and Flamikins bonus episode, Escaping the Abyss. You can also follow us at facebook.com slash dumbdragonpodcast and on Instagram and Twitter at dumbdragoncast. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. We'll talk again soon. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a podcast which combines the art and beauty of classic literature with the fun of Dungeons and Dragons roleplay. These episodes are led by me, Kate, your master teacher, which is Dungeon Master meets High School English Teacher. We take on quests in these fascinating worlds, meeting and adventuring with the greatest literary characters of all time, solving puzzles set up by the dubious Dr. Frankenstein. One eye is over there, and the other eye is rolled over there. Exactly right. Hunting Moby Dick alongside Captain Ahab. (laughs) I've rolled a one. Are you one? Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a faithful yet irreverent way to interact with the stories which have influenced us for centuries. Plus, it's a much more exciting way to experience literature than writing an essay. Essays don't have swords which burst into flame, or poop monsters hiding in toilets. Anybody got some poop for me? A new episode of Of Mice and Men and Monsters is released every other Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts.